Hey moms, welcome to Grace for a Mom's Heart. I'm Dorenda Wilson and Grace for a Mom's Heart is um, an episode that I do a couple times a month, which is more like a devotional. And it's just an encouragement for us to be growing in our in the grace and the knowledge of God and and to get to know His Word better, and specifically how it applies to uh, motherhood and to homeschooling. Now, in the past, I've done more of a devotional type of uh, episode and written the devotional out word for word as well. But I'm realizing as we head into the new year that that particular uh, method just isn't sustainable for me in this particular season, but I did not want to quit doing some sort of devotional with you. So as I prayed about it, God brought to my mind the idea of focusing more intentionally on the Word of God itself. This makes so much sense to me because... um, Honestly, it just really resonated with all that I know to be true about the Word of God. Now, did you know that God speaks Himself about His Word? He has something to say about His own Word, and He he has um, many scriptures that address His perspective on His Word. He has some very powerful things to say about it. Hebrews 4, 12, and 13 says, For the word of God is alive and powerful, living and active, is what that means. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes the innermost thoughts and desires. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God. Everything is naked and exposed before His eyes, and He is the one to whom we are accountable. So, what's that? What is that saying? That's saying God's word is actually alive. It's the only living word in existence. It has the power to give us discernment and illuminate things that would otherwise be hidden. God's word is revealing. Isn't that amazing? This is what sets it apart from everything else. It, it is the actual words of God. These words, uh, God inspired men to write these words, but these are the words of God. In Isaiah 55, 10 and 11, it says, The rain and snow come down from the heavens and stay on the ground to water the earth. They cause the grain to grow, producing seed for the farmer and bread for the hungry. It is the same with my word. I send it out and it always produces fruit. It will accomplish all that I want it to and it will prosper everywhere I send it. So what is God saying there? He's saying his word never comes back empty or void. It always produces something. That, this is why it's never a waste of time to be in God's Word. Even if you aren't aware or noticing anything different at the moment, God's Word has the power to transform us when we're not even looking. So this is, this is such great news to me because I don't know about you, but I get so tired of all the voices out there, rat, rat, rat. And I even got... Um, a magazine today that shows all these books that are available, Christian books, you know, at a discount or whatever. And that's all great, but I look at that and it's just overwhelming. 
And this is what I love about the Word of God. I know I could do a Bible study, and yeah, it could, it could, it could do some things in my life. It could help me make some changes. But honestly, for me, it's very tempting when I'm using those things. Not always, but it's sometimes tempting to um, it. It turns into more like self-help instead of the transforming work of God and the Spirit and His Word. And this is what I love about just getting the Word into us straight, like with with nothing in the way. And that's why as I read to you today uh, scripture passages, my prayer is that the Holy Spirit will reveal Himself to you as you're listening. So this is going to be a thing between you and God. All I'm doing is reading it. And God is the one who delivers the message and illuminates things to you. And guys, when that starts to happen, that is so exciting. It is so exciting. Um, But His Word never comes back void. It never comes back empty. It always produces something. In 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17, it says, All Scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip His people to do every good work. Wow, that is powerful. Every word of Scripture is breathed out. I'm literally picturing this, breathed out by God Himself. He is where all truth comes from. And in a culture where truth is practically being eliminated from our culture, it is crucial that as believers, we guard our hearts by filling it with the truth of God's word so that we are not taken captive by hollow and deceptive philosophies. Moms, we've got to be in the word. And what I love about a podcast like this is you can listen and even you can listen yourself with your earbuds or you can listen with no earbuds and let your children be soaking in that word. And it's funny because the one thing I've noticed about kids is you may not think they're listening, but all of a sudden at some point in time, they will speak out the things that they've been hearing because, again, God's word does not come back void. I'm constantly encouraging moms to slow down and listen for the Lord's voice so that you can walk the journey with your children and with your your families that God has for you. Instead of comparing to everybody else and trying to pattern everybody else, you can hear God's unique plan step-by-step for your family. The last podcast I did was called Ditching the Comparison Trap for Good. If you have not had a chance to listen to that, I encourage you to go back and listen to it. It's really, really encouraging. But The main thrust of my message through all the podcasts and at the conferences that I speak at and um, the writing that I do, my biggest encouragement is for moms to slow down and listen to His voice. God speaks through His Word. I had a friend tell me once that she didn't think that she knew how to hear from God. And I asked her if she had ever read her Bible and had something like really stand up to her, just grab her heart in a really powerful way. And she said, yes. I said, that is God talking. 
talking to you. And the more you drink that in, the more practice you do that, uh, the more you practice that by being in the Word, the more you begin to recognize what He is saying directly to you, even when you're not reading your Bible. Reading your Bible and recognizing when God is speaking to you through it is the first step to really learning to hear His voice. And with all the noise and all the voices that are going on in the world around us, we need desperately now more than ever to hear the voice of the Lord. So today we're going to be focusing on God's sovereignty. So each uh, devotional that I'll that I'm going to be doing will focus on one specific topic, and I'll be reading scripture passages that address that particular topic. And today's focus is on God's sovereignty, or basically, is God really in control? So the word sovereignty is a is a big word, but the short definition is supreme power or authority. The the longer definition is the sovereignty uh, of God means that as ruler of the universe, God is free and has the right to do whatever he wants. He is not bound or limited by the dictates of his created beings. In other words, we don't get to tell God what to do, no matter who you are. Further, he is in complete control over everything that happens here on earth. God's will is the final cause of all things. Now that you can really get into a, a debate and a conversation about you know the sovereignty of God versus uh, responsibility of man, and the two do collide, and there is a, that is a conversation to be had. We're not going to have that conversation today. Today, it's it's going to be strictly on uh, focusing on God's sovereignty and His power. Because, you know, it can be easy to feel like man has far more power than he actually does. You know, the enemy really wants us to believe that. And nothing could be further from the truth. And I think you're going to, you're not only going to hear that today in the passages, you're going to feel that as we read through God's, uh, God's Word today. So, as we look around at at corrupt governments and people and the way man has consistently brought pain and suffering into this world, it can be easy to become anxious, you know? Um, I think all of us have a certain amount of struggle with anxiety, but one of the best remedies for anxiety is truth. Not just knowing it in your head, but connecting, asking the Holy Spirit, asking God to connect it with your heart so that you truly believe the truth. When we begin to believe the truth, our anxiety level goes down significantly. And the truth is that God is in control. We don't always understand why He allows what He does, but you can be sure that His plans and purposes will prevail. So we're going to start by reading a passage that I did not... (laughs) I did not actually uh, mark where it was. It's in Isaiah, and I will make sure that I put it in the podcast notes. I copied and pasted it, and then I never put the, the actual reference in there. But this is out of Isaiah. It says, Yes, the sovereign Lord is coming 
in power. He will rule with a powerful arm. See, he brings his reward with him as he comes. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will carry the lambs in his arms, holding them close to his heart. He will gently lead the mother sheep with their young. Other translations have said he gently leads those who are with young. Mom's hat. God has a very tender place in his heart for moms who are mothering children, um, be they older or younger, but I think especially younger uh Children, there's a lot of, of work that goes into it, and we can feel kind of worn out. And it's such a beautiful picture to see God gently leading us um, who have young ones. Who else has held the oceans in his hand? Who has measured off the heavens with his fingers? Who else knows the weight of the earth or has weighed the mountains and hills on a scale? Who is able to advise the spirit of the Lord? Who knows enough to give him advice or teach him? Has the Lord ever needed anyone's advice? Does he need instruction about what is good? Did someone teach him what is right or show him the path of justice? No, for all the nations of the world are but a drop in the bucket. They are nothing more than dust on the scales. He picks up the whole earth as if it were a grain of sand. All the wood in Lebanon's forests and all Lebanon's animals would not be enough to make a burnt offering worthy of our God. The nations of the world are worth nothing to him. In his eyes, they count for less than nothing, mere emptiness and froth. To whom can you compare God? What image can you find to resemble him? Can he be compared to an idol formed in a mold, overlaid with gold and decorated with silver chains? Or if the people are too poor for that, they might at least choose wood that won't decay and a skilled craftsman to carve an image that won't fall down. You hear him Um, the author here, mocking uh, idol worship. Then he goes on to say, haven't you heard? Don't you understand? Are you deaf to the words of God? The words he gave you before the world began. Are you so ignorant? God sits above the circle of the earth. The people below seem like grasshoppers to him. He spreads out the heavens like a curtain and makes his tent from them. He judges the great people of the world and he brings them all to nothing. They hardly get started, barely taking root when he blows on them and they wither and the wind carries them off like chaff. To whom will you compare me? Who is my equal? Asks the Holy One. Look up to the heavens, Who created the stars? He brings them out like an army, one after another, calling each by its name. Because of his great power and incomparable strength, not a single one is missing. O Jacob, how can you say that the Lord does not see your troubles? O Israel, how can you say God ignores your rights? Have you never heard Have you never understood? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth. He never grows weak or weary. No one can measure 
the depths of his understanding. He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youths become weak and tired. And young men will fall in exhaustion, but those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Psalm 46, God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. So we will not fear when earthquakes come and the mountains crumble into the sea. Let the oceans oceans roar and foam. Let the mountains tremble as the waters surge. A river brings joy to the city of our God, the sacred home of the Most High. God dwells in that city. It cannot be destroyed. From the very break of day, God will protect it. The nations are in chaos and their kingdoms crumble. God's voice thunders and the earth melts. The Lord of heaven's armies is here among us. The God of Israel is our fortress. Come and see the glorious works of the Lord. See how he brings destruction upon upon the world. He causes wars to end throughout the earth. He breaks the bow and he snaps the spear and he burns the shields with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be honored by every nation. I will be honored throughout the earth. The Lord of heaven's armies is here among us. The God of Israel is our fortress. I want to pause for just a minute here. Go back to verse 10 where it says, be still and know that I am God. The actual um, translation of that statement, be still, is basically admit defeat. Throw up your hands. Give up trying to figure things out on your, in your own strength. I know I'm so guilty of this. And just reading that and realizing that it's okay for me to yield. In fact, that's what God wants me to do. He wants me to yield every part of my life and know that He is God. As we're reading about His power and His might, what better reason could we have than to know that God is loving and God is sovereign over our lives? What better reason that we can be still, we can give up trying to figure things out in our own strength and know that He is God. Psalm 33 says, Let the godly sing for joy. It is fitting for the pure to praise Him. Praise the Lord with melodies on the lyre. Make music for Him on the ten-stringed harp. Sing a new song of praise to him. Play skillfully on the harp and sing with joy for the God, the word of the Lord holds true. We can trust everything he does. He loves whatever is just and good. The unfailing love of the Lord fills the earth. The Lord merely spoke and the heavens were created. He breathed the word and all the stars were born. 
He assigned the sea its boundaries and locked the oceans in vast reservoirs. Let the whole world fear the Lord and let everyone stand in awe of Him. For when He spoke, the world began. It appeared at His command. The Lord frustrates the plans of the nations and He thwarts all their schemes. But the Lord's plans stand firm forever. His intentions can never be shaken. What joy for the nation whose God is the Lord, whose people He has chosen as His inheritance. That's us, moms. The Lord looks down from heaven and sees the whole human race. From His throne He observes all who live on earth. He made their hearts so He understands everything they do. The best-equipped army cannot save a king, nor is great strength enough to save a warrior. Don't count on your warhorse to give you victory. For all its strength, it cannot save you. But the Lord watches over those who fear Him, those who rely on His unfailing love. He rescues them from death and keeps them alive in times of famine. We put our hope in in the Lord. He is our help and our shield. In Him our hearts rejoice, for we trust in His holy name. Let your unfailing love surround us, Lord, for our hope is in you alone. Isaiah 51 verses 12 through 16 says, I, yes I, am the one who comforts you. So why are you afraid of mere humans who wither like the grass and disappear? Yet you have forgotten the Lord, your Creator, the one who stretched out the sky like a canopy and laid the foundations of the earth. Will you remain in constant dread of human oppressors? Will you continue to fear the anger of your enemies? Where is their fury and anger now? It is gone. Soon all the captives will be released imprisonment, starvation, and death will not be your fate. For I am the Lord your God, who stirs up the sea, causing its waves to roar. My name is the Lord of heaven's armies, and I have put my words in your mouth and hidden you safely in my hand. I stretched out the sky like a canopy, and I laid the foundations of the earth. I am the one who says to Israel, you are my people. Never forget that, moms, as we read through the word of God and we read about God's people. We need to remember, he wasn't just talking about the Israelites. We can now insert ourselves into um, that group of people because we are God's people. He's adopted us as his sons and his daughters into his family. And so when he says to Israel, you are my people, he is speaking to us. We are his people and all the promises that he made to his people are true for us as well. So here are just a few other verses on God's sovereignty and his um, and, and control. Isaiah 46, 9 through 11 says, I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me. I make known the end from the beginning, from ancient times, what is still to come. I say, 
my purpose will stand, and I will do all that I please. What I have said, that I will bring about. What I have planned, that I will do. Psalm 115 verse 3 says, Our God is in heaven, and he does whatever pleases him. Romans 9.20 says, But who are you, a human being, to talk back to God? Shall what is formed say to the one who formed it, Why did you make me like this? Daniel 4.35 says, All the peoples of the earth are regarded as nothing. He does as he pleases with the powers of heaven and the peoples of earth. No one can hold back his hand or say to him, What have you done? God is accountable to no one. Moms, God is in control. His people will not be forsaken. I encourage you to meditate on these and the many other scriptures on God's power and sovereignty. And remember, this is so important, to remember that not only is He sovereign, He is also good. I always say if He were only sovereign and not loving and good, we would all be sunk, but He is good good and sovereign. So we have every reason in the world to have hope. We can have confidence in the present and the future because we know who holds both in his loving, powerful hands. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we are so grateful for your word. We thank you that it is powerful, that it is living and active. And I pray that this word that has gone out would just stir up in each and every one who listens, moms, dads, children, Father, that that you, Holy Spirit, would activate these words, that you would bring life to these words and you would illuminate these words to every single listener. Thank you, Lord, that your your word never comes back void. Thank you that what has been spoken today will produce something good. Lord, thank you for your goodness to us. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for giving us your word. Help us to be faithful, to be in it, and faithful to believe it, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.